Tonight we're hanging with the boys. Yeah, we're going out. We got the billboards. Getting stupid and feeling proud. We're going to make a lot of noise. Turn the music loud. Johnny O'Mara. Hands up for them real ones. Them good girls and them billboards. Hands up for them real ones. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Bill Buds Podcast. I, of course, am your host, JPC. With me, as always, my co-host with a very mo-host, Mr. JJO himself, Johnny O'Mara. Johnny, how is it going? It's going great. I'm happy to be here. A little bit of a different vibe for us, Johnny, because, you know, normally we're we're like some evening boys when we do these records, but now... We're some like afternoon boys. I know. And then the, we just scheduled our next recording, also a daytime recording. We're doing some like, we're doing some like, just like weekend hangs. Uh, it's nice. Yeah. I, I would, I, I, you know, I was just thinking today before we recorded, because we've still never done this in person. No, never. I don't think we will. You know, I, I think it's almost worth like just, I, I wonder how bad the sound quality would be. Because look. Peek behind the curtain. I care very much about how podcast sounds. I know that it's that could be a controversial opinion to people, but if I hear a podcast and it like sounds rough to listen to, even a podcast I like, like I, there's a podcast I like, which I won't name, where one of the hosts was doing it from his phone and it sounded like fucking shit. And I was like, I'm I'm not listening to this episode. I'll just delete this episode because it's I don't want to listen. I don't want to listen to like you know t- t- terrible sound quality. Yeah. Just it's just not conducive to my ears. But I I bet I bet it wouldn't be so bad if we got some. Like mics, uh, like handheld mics, and did it at like a kitchen table. I think it wouldn't be so bad. Mm. That'd be that'd be nice. Maybe maybe you and Mariah can come over for dinner. You and I can retire to the podcasting room, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and uh, Jessica and Mariah can I don't know gab. I've never done. I don't think I've never done a recorded podcast where I was super full from dinner. I don't think I've ever. <laughs> it's like I typically don't really like eat a, a heavy meal like before an improv show. I, I usually leave podcast recordings hungry because I'll be like, I will mm-hmm. have waited to eat before a thing. So I don't think I've ever done a podcast full. I think that would be a very fun experience. What's what's good like I'm full music? Oh, my God. That's a really that's such a great question because it's like it's not like what's good dinner music. No, it's no. good like post post dinner music. The first thing that came to me was like Dark Side of the Moon. You're like really full. You maybe you're gonna have like a a digestive. Maybe you're gonna have a you know a little uh, yeah a little bit of uh, the old drugs. <laughs> Post-dinner drugs. My first thought when you're like full music, I was like, is it just like Gregorian monk chant? Is it just like, <laughs> oh. Wow. Like, I just want to be like, I just want to be like kind of like comatose, you know? Yeah. <laughs> if I'm too full. You know, they say also, they say you're not supposed to, you're not supposed to eat until you're like too full because like your brain needs time to like catch up with, with, you know, the just the physical motion of putting food into your mouth and chewing it. So I I I typically don't really get too full. Same. Uh, and except, when I do, I always regret it. I'm always like, ow. I have a big problem, uh, particularly if I go out somewhere. Yeah. Not eating everything because I'm like, I paid for this. Yeah. I It's good. Like, I need to finish it. Uh, and t- tonight, 
Your boy's going to Carabas. Whoa. Okay. Which I don't even know. I don't know if I've honestly ever been to a Carabas. Yeah. Um. So I'm pretty excited, and I also think that I'm gonna leave feeling bad. We it, it won't be it won't be tonight, but at the time of recording, um, and when this is released, Mariah's birthday has already happened. But it's Mariah's birthday at time of recording tomorrow, and. We're going out to dinner and we don't, we honestly don't go out to dinner very often, but she's like trying to, she's got three different places that she's trying to like pick which, where she wants to go. Um, but she wants to do like something special for her birthday, which, you know, fine. Like we, which is fine. But when we go out, we typically like, I, I was never this person, you know, cause I'm cheap, but like appetizers, mm. if I'm going to get an appetizer, I kind of want to get like three different ones and like sample. So usually when I go out, by the time like a main course is there, I'm I'm like box the whole thing up. I'm not I'm not even taking a bite out of this. It's like all going home with me. And also I'm out. I'm gonna get dessert too. So it's like Oh yeah. I I I have no problem boxing up food at a restaurant because I want to try a bunch of stuff and I'm like, I'll bring this home and eat it later. I don't give a shit. That's why like chilies is great because you can get like a little sample oh, yeah. platter sample, of apps. Yep. And I mean, when we went to the only time I've been to Cheesecake Factory was with you. Oh yeah. We it was the two, the two of us and our, our wives, and I think we got uh, we got a lot of cheesecake because I think we like each got our own. Did we get piece? Four? And then you and I also split. wanted to split an additional yes. piece. Yes, yes. <laughs> we split we we split a piece with our spouses, and then we split a piece <laughs> together. <laughs> Uh, good times. I mean, that's, I mean, look, that's my MO at restaurants because it's like, I, especially, so this is not really like a New Year's resolution, but Mariah and I were like thinking of like things that we want to do like as a couple this year. And one of the things that we want to do is we're like, we want to try new restaurants because mm. we get into a, like a little bit of a restaurant rut. Totally. We don't really go out much, but we do a lot of like, I'll go and pick something up or she'll go and pick something up from like the places around us. But we're like, we want to try two new restaurants a month. Like we want to like go out outside, explore a little more, even like drive a little further. Like think outside we, the we bun. tend to do like, you know, eight minutes away. We're like, what if we yeah. just do like 15 minutes away and we go to some like different places? Uh, so we're trying to do that to do like new restaurants this month and her birthday, all three of the restaurants she's trying to pick are like ones we've never been to before. So it's like that counts, you know, as our, as our new restaurant. For, what, for, what restaurants are they? I don't know. She was, hmm. she, they're all, they're, they're not, not ones that I would pick because they're all like places where she can get meat. But hmm. if we're going to go out to a restaurant, like she should go to a place where she can get like, oh, a yeah. steak or something. Right. Cause we're not, we're not making that. Carabas, macaroni grill. One of them is the one uh, that's by the airport. Uh, that I, it's like a Hooters. chain that I've no 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 it's in Rosemont and I've never oh been Chili's too it's called like City City something or okay so the there we we were at the outlet mall in Rosemont and there were like places that uh, we we had been like oh these are like places that we know but we've never been to before like chain places mm-hmm. and it's the Capital Grill uh, oh. McCormick's and Sh- uh, Schmick's which is like seafood and steaks and Gibson's Steakhouse so those are all like three like I think they're like chain I think yeah. they're chains but we've never been to either one of them and they're in Rosemont so it's like by the airport but Mariah was like I think Mariah joked and she was like I want to go to the Capitol Grill and I was like I don't want to go to the Capitol Grill and she's like well you'll take me if it's my birthday and I'm like <laughs> okay yeah I guess I will I will take you if it's your birthday so what are the what are those three places? Who knows? That sounds that sounds great. I, yeah. It's so funny because, you know, I I've been eating in restaurants more lately. Mm-hmm. Um, but 
90% of the time, because we still get takeout and bring it home yeah. most of the time. Most of the time. And that's always like a local restaurant. Whether it's a nicer restaurant or not, it's always going to be like a local not chain. Yeah. So like basically the only time I'm eating inside is if I am going to a Chili's or a, a Red Lobster or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Because it's it's part of the experience. You don't want to bring – you're not going to Chili's to bring it home and eat I it. would never do that. I would never bring home – I would never consider bringing – now, I have done that with Cheesecake Factory because Cheesecake Factory is actually good food. Uh, but with Chili's, it's like, no, why would I bring home a stomachache? We did – during deep pandemic times, pre-vaccine, we did a group of us met in the park, and I got takeout chilies, and we brought it and ate it in the park, which was yeah. Fun. But that's like that's, that's different. That's a different thing. Yeah, it's a it's a and, completely different thing. And then the first time we hung out with anyone inside, our friends, uh, friend of the show, Rich, and then uh, his partner Charlie came, and we were making dinner for them, but. As a joke, we didn't – not a joke because it's fucking good. They just brought a Bloomin' Onion. <laughs> That's fun. That's fun. Oh, and I oh, – th- Those please. fuckers reheat well in an air fryer. I'll tell you what. I, I would say an air fryer would probably do really well with a Bloomin' mm-hmm. Onion. Johnny, I will, I will say my exception to this is that – Mariah and I – I do this more than I would like to admit. There's an olive garden about 10 minutes from our house. I fucking love getting takeout from Olive Garden because here's the trick with it. The pasta, not very good. It's like subpar whatever pasta. But the Olive Garden salad, they give you – when you buy your meal, you get salad and breadsticks and they give you a big-ass salad. I can eat that motherfucker for lunch for like two days afterwards. It's so big and I love the Olive Garden salad. So I'm always down to get some Olive Garden because I'm like, I don't really care about the entree, but I know that I'll be having two days worth of lunch salad. Perfect. God, I love chain restaurants. Yeah. Love them. Chain restaurants are great. Hey, you know what? Speaking of things that are great, Johnny, today on the show, you brought to us an album from 2022 that I'll be honest, Johnny, completely off my radar, an album called Wet Leg by a band called Wet Leg. It's a self-title. Yeah. Uh, it. I was, I was actually originally intending to do this for the Patreon because I was mm. like, there's no way this charted. Turns out it, it went to number 14. Yeah. That's, I mean... I, first of all, I'd never heard of it, but when I looked it up and saw that it hit 14, I was like, oh, so like people have heard of this. Uh, yeah. And I, like, you know, a friend told me about this. Uh-huh. I don't, I, I don't know how he found them, but like, that's it. I haven't heard, I just know someone who was like, you should listen to this band. And beyond that, I haven't heard of them. So I don't know, I don't know who's listening to this band. I'm glad they are, sure. but I don't know where it's coming from. I'll tell you, like, uh, sometimes on Spotify, I'll do, like, Spotify radio, where it'll just, like, play Mm. songs like songs that I already know. And I heard one of these songs on Spotify radio um, last year, but I didn't look at, like, I looked at the band name probably, and I was like, I don't know them. Um, And just, you know, I never investigated any further. So there's one of these songs that I actually have heard, um, but but that was the extent to any of my relation with with the band. I hadn't heard any until I listened to the album, and I still haven't heard any. (laughs) You know, you know what I mean. So these are it's it's a duo um, for, for all intents and purposes, right? It seems like it's a, a duo to yeah. women from the UK from the Isle of Wight. Sounds it, like a fake place. It does. It does. It definitely does. I worked with a person who was from the Isle of Man uh, in England, and I was like, "What's the Isle of Man like?" And they were like, "Awful. It is awful." <laughs> so I don't know what the Isle of Wight is, but. If it's anything like the Isle of Man, uh, British uh, UK listeners, please let us know. Um, but yeah, they they 
they seem like a you know it's like an indie rock duo basically. They met at like music college. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Rianne uh, Teasdale and Hester Chambers. Yes, uh, yeah, Rianne and Hester. Uh, this album came out in two thousand and twenty-two. Uh, so it came out last year. It is 12 tracks, uh, 36 minutes and 49 seconds. Pretty good uh, clip. Mm-hmm, Pretty good clip. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it's also the label is Domino, which is I don't know if they're still on there, but Arctic Monkeys, that was their label for a while. Oh, OK. That makes sense. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's a UK band. Now, I will I'll say this. I am not the best at hearing someone's singing voice and placing their country of origin. I, your accent disappears often. It it. it it's for some people, like some people, like you know, uh, Kate, Kate Nash. Nash right, right. Yeah. It doesn't, but uh, for for um, uh, Ryan, 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 Ryan. It doesn't matter. Um, for this band, uh, Hester sings one song, so I can say Hester. It seems like the accent does disappear, but if you listen to a lot of the lyrics, you definitely get some Britishisms. Like it's very uh, funny, even like. Tr- track titles like yeah. your mom is one of them it's like that that's that's british as shit uh so it was the first time i listened to it i was like oh great and then i like listened to it a little more carefully and i was like oh no no, no. this is this is british it's very very british should we just listen to it a little bit Johnny? let's do it let's start off with a uh, track one this is a song called being in love I really like the the wah-wahs here. Yeah, this is a really... I mean, I saw Being in Love as the title of the song, and it's like... Not really about being in love. It's about kind of like being depressed and how that's kind of like love, you know? Yeah, it's like the same... Yeah, it's like there's a kind of a fine line between like the sort of butterflies and anxiety of being in love and the nausea and anxiety of just being depressed. And, and yeah, yeah, it's fun. But it's one of the things that's cool about this song and this album to a certain extent as well is that they are, you know, the lyrics and the sound of it has this nice contrast where it's like a really sweet sounding song. Yeah, that's about kind of like some horrible not horrible but just like depressing you know subject matter um and, and i think i like that i like that i'm a big fan of the dichotomy between something that sounds one way but is like processed in another way yeah uh to me this was a this felt like a driving song oh yeah this is a road trip song yeah yeah it's just it's it's a good time. I love this as a start to the album. I was mm-hmm. really into it. I was really into like uh, her voice, the not even like driving in terms of like driving a car, but kind of the driving, yeah. um, you know, nature of the uh, the tempo of the music. It's you, you know, it's 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 a really fun. I was I didn't know what to expect. I, I don't think I'd ever heard of Wet Leg before. So when I heard this song as the first song of theirs that I had heard, I was like, oh, cool. I think this tells me that I'm going to like this album. <laughs> Um, Johnny, uh, shall we listen to track two? Let's do it. The, now, this is a song, and I want to talk about this before we get into it, Johnny. They 
treat the spelling of this like this is the like this is the normal spelling of this. But this is not the spelling of chaise lounge that I was familiar with. Now, I I'm so glad that you've brought this up. Yeah, because I I assume so. Chaiselong is a fr- it's French and it just yes. it just means long chair. Yes. And I assume in the UK they kind of kept that spelling because they're closer. Okay. And I and I assume that in the US we got this thing, this long chair and we were like, "Oh, you lounge on it." And then it yes. kind of just became a chaise lounge. I've always heard it pronounced chaise lounge, but I've always heard it spelled that way as well l-o-u-n-g-e like lounge mm-hmm. but this is l-o-n-g-u-e and they do say she's long like it's mm-hmm. it's it's long not lounge but you're telling me that the french pronunciation of this would be she's long she's she's long yeah and it would be spelled like l-o-n-g-u-e yeah. okay and interesting. I, i'm looking it up now uh she's lounge is the Americanized version of Cheslong, which is in British English, they still say Cheslong. So I think we've just, we're too far from France for it to To be a French thing. Yeah. It's why British people say croissant too, (laughs) which I fucking hate. Well, here, here you go. This was not an indicator of Britishism to me. This was just, I was just like surprised that I was like, oh, am I mispronouncing this word? But I guess there's like just an American version and a British version or a French version of pronunciation. Uh, either way, Johnny, let's listen to a little bit of chaise long. Surfery guitar riff. Yeah. My guess is that I was like listening to Soccer Mommy or something like that, and they also mm. put this song on whatever radio. This was the one that you had heard? This is the one. The Chaise Long was the one that I had heard. And I gotta be honest. The first time that I heard it on whatever like playlist I was listening to, I was like, oh uh, no. I'm 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 a I'm a pass on this song. Listening to it for the album, it did grow on me. Um, but I, I would love to hear what you thought about Shay's Long. I really like it. I think it's just like a funny, silly song. I think there are a couple of songs on this album that are just like a little goofier. Yeah. Um, and I think it's a nice like blend of the not even heavier. Because I wouldn't say the first song is like heavy, but it's more serious. Yeah. Compared to this where it's just like it's just a, a song about a chair. <laughs> this this. This album has these like 90s, like 2000s vibes to how it sounds. But then like lyrically, it's very like 2010s, like, you know, 2020s. It's very like of, you know, of the moment. And it's a cool blend. But the the thing about Shays Long that was immediately like I was like a little like eh by is how like – 
how online it is. You, you know, like the saying, like this meeting could have been an email. Yeah. A lot of times I feel like sometimes like a joke is is like, oh, that's a perfect tweet because a tweet is like the type of joke that I never need to think of. There's yep. only like two tweets that I can think about that I like keep coming back to because they're so fucking funny to me. One of them is the uh, Colin Crawford tweet that's like, um, me and my friends would have killed E.T. with hammers. I can tell you that much. <laughs> so, so funny. Um, and then the the other one is the uh, drill tweet, which is me seeing two guys in any context. Well, 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 if it isn't the blowjob brothers. Uh, <laughs> I think about that all the time. Just anytime you see two guys, I think it's so funny. But most tweets that I see that are funny, I'm like, haha, funny. And then it like mm-hmm. lets it go. This song feels like it has that. The joke of this song feels like it has that energy, like That's the throwaway fair. tweet energy. And while it's funny, I'm like, haha, you know, I don't want a song I want to be able to like listen to over and over again. And this one didn't grab grip me in the same way that like being in love grip me where I'm like, mm. it's just a little too clever for like a, I don't know. I mean, this is like a. This is a me complaint. Like it is not. I think the song sounds fucking great, but it's, you know, the 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 joke of it. I, I really like that line, the Mean Girls line of like, would yeah. you like someone to butter your muffin or whatever? I think that's very funny, but it's not. I, I don't need to hear like the funny line over and over again. You know, I don't. Yeah, know. fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. I don't know. I like it, and I'm a fan of uh, chairs and the French language. The the funny thing is. I think that if I and, – and it is, in fact, true. I had heard of this song before, and it didn't make me want to explore the album. If I had heard Being in Love, I would have mm. been like, ooh, bookmark that. Let's go check out what that album is all about. You know? it's Interesting. It's, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, either way, let's listen to uh, track three, Johnny. This is a song called Angelica. This has that kind of like washed out psychedelic, yeah. you know, kind of like a robot chorus. Yeah, I, uh, I I really liked Angelica. I thought this was a this was a fantastic song. I love the vibes on this. Yeah, agreed. And the, this was one of the songs. There are a couple songs on here that reminded me a lot of Arctic Monkeys. Mm. Um, not really the sound, but kind of more of the subject matter, especially mm-hmm. their first album, where it's like, I don't know. This is just like a song about going going to a weird party and it's just like there's a there's just a lot of songs on this out or a few songs on this album that's like i don't know this is just like young young people doing things locally yeah and it's and it's like it's also just like kind of being bored by it all right like going to a party that you don't want to go to she also said that she wrote this and she put in angelica as like the protagonist because she has a friend whose name is angelica and they went to a lot of bad parties together and so she was just like i thought it'd be fun if my like friend was you know the protagonist who was viewing all of these bad parties um I, yeah, it's it's a fun song. It's got a cool vibe to it. Like we're, we're starting to get into like I, this album is very like you know indie rock, 
uh, it feels very 90s, and but it's also got like psychedelic vibes to it. And we're kind of going to be going back and forth between some of these things it, on the album. It's interesting because in the 90s, there was sort of that weird resurgence of 60s stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I wonder, uh, it's interesting that this is throwing back to like both of those things. Yeah, I don't know. It's just like the throwbacks are layered. Yeah, it's it truly is. Uh, this also has a really fun line. There's some really great lyrics on this album, but my, my favorite is verse four, that Angelica, she brought her ray gun to the party. Angelica obliterated everybody. I love that. I love <laughs> obliterated. Like, that's just such a fun thing to hear in the context, in this context, you know? Uh, I also like one of the few very British sounding things or pr- pronounced things is lasagna. Lasagna. <laughs> Yeah, because there's truly not a lot of like super British pronunciations on yeah. this album. I, I also, Johnny, I forgot to mention uh, the um, the w- one of the side effects we've seen it with like Phoebe Bridgers and stuff like that of people being like very online is they write very online music, mm-hmm. but then they also like comment about the music and like it, it's there's a ton of annotations on Genius because of that. Um, and Ryan, or Ryan, uh, who is the, the singer, had like an anecdote about the previous song, which I didn't – I watched – I skipped around a little bit of the videos. The videos are kind of just, you know, pretty simple videos. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I guess she was working as an assistant stylist on Ed Sheeran's Bad Habits yes. video. and. Then they put out this video and she said it cost him like, you know, 50 quid or whatever. And they just like kind of filmed it. And then like her video was like right behind Ed Sheeran's video on like some video countdown. And she was like, it's wild to like know how much work went into the Ed Sheeran one because I was working on it. And then our little video is just like kind of the two of us. And it, I, I thought that that was a pretty fun, fun anecdote. Yeah. Take that, Ed Sheeran. Fuck you. <laughs> I won't go that far. I love Ed Sheeran and I will not See, go really? that far. I will talk about it. Uh, let's listen to Not a Johnny. Fan. Let's listen. Okay, well, I just picked February's album. Uh, we're going to talk about track four, Johnny. This is a track called I Don't Want to Go Out. All right, that is a little bit of I Don't Want to Go Out. The guitar sample interpolation, whatever, is from uh, Bowie's The Man Who Sold the World. It sounded super familiar. Which was then covered by Nirvana, that yes. 90s, 60s crossover. Yeah. I'm I'm the worst at like hearing something that is like, you know, just a very famous like guitar riff or something and being like, that sounds familiar, but I could not in a million years place it. So I'm glad that I'm glad that it was very prominently called out. Did you hear at the end, there's the like, ah, which is a, a reference, interpolation, whatever, of the Pixie song, uh, Where Is My Mind? Oh, really? Uh-huh. Well, that one would The be, song from Fight Club. That one is, I'm a big Pixies fan, so that one would be something that I would 
be able to uh, clue into, but I didn't hear it. I guess I just missed it. Uh, it's it, the, yeah, that's I, I, you know, who knows if it was intentional or not, but it seems like it would very be. much. That makes um, sense. Yeah. And then this song also has like a cool psychedelic kind of breakdown towards the end. Um, I, I also the line I'm almost 28 made my skin turned to dust <laughs> um and then there is uh I, I love in the chorus like just a fucking nightmare that's just such a like such a yeah. good like pointed lyric where it's just like a oh, fucking nightmare <laughs> I, this song in my opinion is kind of like angelica part two mm. like it's it's the psychedelic vibes the like I'm in a place where I don't want to be vibes. It's it, it's like, it's a really great follow-up to Angelica, like to sandwich these two together like this. Cause you yeah. could also like maybe spread them out on the album, but it's like, it is kind of fun to have like both of these songs kind of like back to back, similar vibes, similar content. Yeah. Yeah. And another young people doing things locally. Yeah. Just kind of like drifting around in your late twenties. Yeah. Um, all right, Johnny, let's listen to track five. Uh, this is a track called wet dream. Let's begin. Yeah. That that was giving me like some like Ladytron vibes a little bit. Yeah. I, I this one I kind of wish that I had heard this, which is another single, before I heard Shay's Long. Cause this song I fucking love. This is my favorite on the album by It's good. Bar. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh yeah! Also the touching yourself, touching your yeah. so fucking good. The, I love the little claps. Um, th- this one they also call the hood of a car the bonnet. Yep, and um, windscreen. Yep, and that's very British. If they had called the trunk the boot, that would have also been mm-hmm. uh, very British. Um, so I was getting the subtle clues here. Subtle clues. It's short and sweet, man. It's two minutes and twenty seconds. It fucking whips. It's got a great chorus, it, it, and it gets fantastic. out. The end is really abrupt. Yes. It's like we're done. We just gave you a great song. See ya. And it's like, it's kind of about this, like, like a lot of songs on this album, it's about this, like, ex-boyfriend guy who, you know, it's, 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 yeah, it's wild. It's just a good song. Some particular dreams. (laughs) And she said it was, like, about, like, a person, like, an ex that she had broke up with that would, like, had texted her, like, I had a dream that we were married. And she was just like, no, it's over, you know? So it's just, like. I love like taking that little like slice of a thing that happened to you and like, you know, turning it into an absolute mm-hmm. banger of a song. But yeah, I mean, favorite of the album here. This song's this song fucking whips. Wet Dream. Wet Dream is a is a really good track. Wet Dream by Wet Leg. If you, <laughs> if, you, if, you if you simplify your fraction, Dream by Leg. Dream by Leg. Uh they they also said that one of the they had a couple different conflicting stories of where the name Wet Leg came from. One of them was that they were like texting each other emojis back and forth and going with like combinations of emojis and they went with like wet and leg to form wet leg but then the other thing is they said is they're they're from an island and they would call 
people not from the island like wet legs because they'd come over from the boat and then like get their leg wet as they were like climbing out of the huh. boat. Uh, that's like a colloquial like term on the island for you know people from the mainland. Uh, either way, which you is know, also an island, which is also an island. It's just a slightly bigger one. Uh, either way, fun, right? That's a fun, fun. To, I I didn't I actually didn't look that up, but to me, uh, it, it was them b- pissing themselves. You piss yourself, you have a wet leg. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Which I think is very funny. <laughs> I think pissing yourself is one of the funniest things that you can do. It's, it's I'm doing it right now, and I'm hooting and hollering over here. It's certainly funnier than a wet dream. There's nothing funny about oh, that. Oh no! Uh, all right, Johnny, that's it's going to take me into track six, and I'm going to need some convincing. <laughs> Uh, that is a little bit of convincing. Now, that's the only song that Hester sings on the album mm-hmm. as well. Uh, they, uh, Rianne, Ryan had a little, a really nice. Did you read that quote where she was like, "No, I, I uh, I'll just read it." I was really pleased when we came to recording this one because the bulk of the album it's mainly me taking lead vocals, which is fine. But Hester has just the most beautiful voice. I hope she won't mind me saying, but she kind of struggles to see that in herself. So it felt like a big win when she was like, "Okay, I'm going to do it. I'm going to sing." Oh, that's nice. I know. They, I, I did read that they the group formed in 2019, but they had been friends for like a decade before they like formed this kind of group together. So I, I thought that that was fun. It's yeah. like, oh, I hope they, you know, I hope they stay friends um, who are like working together for, for, for many years. Uh, favorite line in this, verse two, bioluminescent plankton shit. That's yep, a I, fantastic I, line. <laughs> I wrote that down too. It's so yeah. good. It is very, very good. I, hey, I think Hester has a great voice. I really yeah. liked, I really like it when... I'm a big fan of multiple singers on an album, even if like one of the singers has a stronger voice or whatever. Mm-hmm. It doesn't really doesn't matter to me. Like uh, Alkaline Trio is my big example because uh, you know Dan fans, Dan fans out there. Dan does not have the best voice, but it's I love his songs anyway, right? Like it's even me saying he doesn't have the best voice. It's just like the, you know his register is different or whatever. Yeah, but I, I still I still do think that. Uh, Whenever a band has multiple singers on it, I mean, fuck the, the even that the rumors that Fleetwood Mac album yeah. that we loved. It's like multiple singers is a good recipe for success. I agree, and it's it's you know you talk about variations and like tempo and the the vibes of the song or whatever. But I think changing up the singer too can do the same thing in a really big way, which is really cool. It changes the energy of the album too, because one thing that well, we haven't really talked about it, but listening to this album, it's their first album, and it can. Th- feel a little samey at times there's like kind of like this like um psychedelic undercurrent some ethereal stuff but more just kind of like stripped down indie like post punk mm-hmm. pop whatever and it does sound pretty similar so the, the more that they can do to like give differentiation between these tracks i think is is ultimately you know for the for the better of the album yeah 
Um, okay, Johnny, we're, we're moving on to side B now. Uh, let's listen to track seven. This is a song called Loving You. Love the la la la's. Yep. That's a that's a little Britishism that I don't think we technically or we really have much in the United States. The hope hope she gets on with your daddy. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't really say gets on in that way. Um, the this song, loving you, the uh, we we talked about kind of having things to differentiate songs, change them up. This is like sung in falsetto. Um, we're yeah. back to Renan. Re, man, I'll, I did look up how to pronounce her name, and then I've lost Gone. confidence and slaughtered it absolutely every time. Uh, so, uh, but but th- th- this song is this song is. Uh, another banger i would say on the album i i really like this one a lot it it has like at the beginning it has kind of like lo-fi napoleon dynamite soundtrack vibes (laughs) and then it has like this um i don't know if it's an accordion or like um it's a it's it's like an accordion synth it's a shruti box i had to look this up but it's like a i the only reason i've heard these is the on in college, the Hare Krishnas would play these on campus while they were chanting. Oh, interesting! Um, but it's basically like an Indian accordion, kind of. Um, that's kind of what it sounded like. It sounded like to me that they had a synthesizer that had like an accordion mm. mode on it. It sounded like it was like accordion but computer. You know, yeah. like yeah. Um, but I just call it accordion, and it was like it's it's fun. It's fun to listen to the accordion. Yep. Yep. Um. The falsetto plus like the driving bass line is like a really good combo. I will say, I love this song. I love a little like a very sweet sounding like revenge song. Um, I also think that if you're a musician and you're writing a song about an ex who is not a musician, it's like the best thing that you can do because what are they going to do? Like if you're like just yelling at someone in a conversation, you're evenly matched. If you're like tweeting about them, they can tweet about you. Yep. Yep. But if you're writing a song about someone, they cannot write a song about you because they have no like it's like getting the last word. It's awesome. In a big way. In a huge way. The, this this is a great chorus too. The the only thing that I'm sad about is the falsetto makes it kind of hard to understand what mm. she is saying. This is one where the lyrics really help you like appreciate how fucking cool. I mean, one of my favorite lines from this album is hope you choke on your girlfriend. So good. What a great line. What a great line. I also like I like that that line is like I don't it, it the chorus is I don't want to be friends I don't want to have to pretend I don't want to meet your girlfriend and then it's almost like she she's like no f- you know what fuck you I yeah. hope you choke on your girlfriend it's like yeah, yeah. because it, it doesn't r- rhyme but I just love that it's just like no you know what 
I the the same is like well I hope you're very happy is like no it's like I'm saying I hope you're happy but what I mean is like hope she gets on with your daddy like fuck you like I hate you <laughs> uh, I, I love that this is apparently a um a song she wrote about like a a person she was in like a seven year relationship with too so you know a lot of baggage there uh, also little uh, subtle tell that this is a uh, very British uh, very end in the chorus which I love uh, uh, at the very end mm-hmm. is and she calls nine 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 they cut the line on you nine 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 not the United States emergency line at all. No. Uh, very much England's emergency line. Uh, Johnny, you ready for another very British song? Oh, gosh, yes. Let's listen to track eight. This is Your Mum. <laughs> so funny. Love that. Yep, yep. This album uh, and this track included has some absolutely fucking stellar pre-choruses. Yep. Into the chorus, like that's they're they're really doing a, a great job with that. I gotta say, Johnny, your mom, another fantastic track. Love this track. This to me is like the platonic ideal of a wet leg song. Like this is their deal. If I was going to play one song for them, for someone who had never heard them, I'd be like, this is the one. Yeah, I I totally agree. I I think that this is like, it it is a very good summation of the best parts of the album. Yes. Yep. Uh, I mean, the chorus is very solid. You're, you're, you are mum is so funny to me because yeah. I've never seen that written out before, but I've seen your mom a billion times since I was like five yeah. years old. It's just extremely funny. In the chorus, uh, I, lo- I love the line. Uh, yeah, I loved you. That was crazy. <laughs> like, oh, I can't believe I did yeah. that for so long. And then, man, I also love the bridge. I've been practicing my longest, loudest scream. And then did you read the little comment about that? I did. So there's like, I, I, by the way, I love that screaming moment because it's mm-hmm. like th- they've got the dum 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 like playing under the scream. So it's like sing songy, but also primal. And it's like, it's, hey, if I have to experience screaming in my music, I'm not a big screamo person. This is one of my, the most pleasant screams that I've had to listen to. Yeah. Uh, I personally am someone who, in the, I have, if I knew that I was about to go into a very stressful situation, I'll mm-hmm. roll up all the windows in my car. I'll just fucking scream for a bit. And then I'll go in and I feel wow, great. Wow, okay. Yeah, I've, I've... Interesting. I've done that. And it's nice. So this resonated. The thing that you were referencing was that they were like living above a place that was doing scream therapy, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Yeah. And so that's that's what they... They decided just to kind of like try it out one time. Yeah. Big fan. 
Hey, this has one of my favorite things in, um, I was about to say music, but it's not. It's just in like life, which is when a person who doesn't have a dick tells someone to suck their dick. I Dude. think that's so funny. It's not funny if I, like, you know, if I say, hey, suck my dick. It's not very funny. But, no. it, you know, like if, if somebody catcalls like, you know, a woman and she turns around and says, hey, why don't you suck my dick? I'm like, that. Uh, that is so funny. It's it's very good. It's also I don't I don't um I would never call someone the b word, but I think it's very funny mm-hmm. to call like on it's always sunny a lot of times. Uh, like Mac will just call like some old guy an old bitch. <laughs> I think that's <laughs> very funny. <laughs> I I look. I've gone back and forth on bitch because I think unfortunately. God, that is one of like cocksucker. I can let go. I don't. I don't necessarily think that that's like a funny like you know. No. Uh, but bitch, bitch is so funny. It has this like bite to it. Um, the the un- unfortunately, it's like it gets a lot of use in our household. Like Mariah and I call each other bitch all the time, and it's usually like bitch. What did you just say? You know, it's like it's like that type. I, I, I for a while I was like I need to eliminate that from my lexicon, and I'm like you know what I've come around on it. I think it's just a good word. I like saying it. It's very funny. I do say son of a bitch, which is worse, yeah, maybe. I, I, I would never say like, like, oh, you're being a real bitch right Oh, now. no, like, I would no, never no. say it that way. I don't, I don't think that's a good way that's, to say it. But I do, like, I do like the, the incredulous use of bitch. Like mm. the bitch that means like, what? Like I like that. Um, <laughs> the, the other thing that Mariah and I joke about is uh, we, what we like to say with uh, spaghetti is if like someone is we, – we've had like people like – you know, run stop signs like right in front of us when we're walking and we love to yell, why don't you suck my dog's dick? <laughs> I think that that's a very funny thing to yell at somebody. Uh, you shouldn't yell at people because people will kill you. Um, so uh, I th- take, that with, I, take that with a great assault. I was just in Florida. Here here in the, in the great city of Chicago, I'm pretty liberal with my use of my car horn. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If someone's pissing me off, I'm going to honk that horn. You bet your ass I did not touch that thing once in Florida, no matter no. how much someone pissed me off, because every motherfucker's got a gun there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just, that, it's just it, here's my thing that I've come to peace with. The two ways that I will die are crossing the street and getting struck by a, a huge a truck. Gigantic, that just, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, a gigantic truck that just ignores a stop sign. Um, I've already almost died because a giant truck ignored a stop sign, so that's already part of my life. Uh, or the other way that I will get killed is when a huge truck drives through a stop sign and they say, hey, fuck you, and then they just get out of the car and kill me. Uh, mm-hmm. So those are the two ways that I'm going out. And I've, look, I exist in the society that I exist in. I've made peace. If I was like, you know, alive in a time of, you know, World War like two, I'd be like, hey, you know what I'm going to do? As I'm a young man, I'm going to be dying on the battlefield. This is my battlefield. I'm going to be dying at a pedestrian crosswalk, basically. That's that's that is the society that I was born into. <sighs> on the bright well, side, you do know that the chances of that person driving a gigantic ass truck being a Nazi are pretty high. So it's almost like yeah. World War II. <laughs> The chances, I don't know about them being a Nazi, but the chances of them driving a big ass truck that they have no reason to drive, 100%. Like there's, they are not a contractor. They are just an asshole. Uh, Okay. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, your mom is a fucking fantastic song. Uh, Very good song. Let's listen, Johnny, to track nine. Uh, This is a song called Oh No.
that is a little bit of oh no, Johnny. What are your what are your thoughts on oh no? Uh, I really like this one. This is a fun. This is another like really silly one. Yeah, yeah. Th- this one is also it. I get it. It's what um, it's what the world is now. We're just always um, yeah. bombarded with shit. Uh, I love the way they say oh no. That's very fun. Y- yeah. Uh, fucking Zen is a solid line. <laughs> and any shout out to my boy Pizza Rat. <laughs> well, here's the thing. Th- this is another one of the songs. I, I put these this category of uh, uh, this with uh, Shays Long, sure. which is a tweet song, which is this is another song that could have been a tweet. It, it, uh, th- I mean, the, the 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 vibes of this song are great. It's like this like 90s, 2000 vibe to it. But, you know, I, I just don't need to listen to like we're on our phones too much as a song. I, I have a lot of feelings about like, you know, what social media is and how we exist in it and like who controls it and who profits from it and like what it could be versus like what it actually is in reality and kind of the mess that we're all in. I think it would be very good if it all just went away. Like if it was just nuked back to zero, I don't see that happening, but mm. it's it, the, the, like the take of like, I'm on my phone too much and pizza rat. It's always like it's a, it's just a little cl- too clever for me. Like you know, that 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 was that was where I fell on this song. But to, to I me, like the sound, and I it like wasn't the even yes. It, it, to me, it wasn't even like <laughs> it because there are plenty of songs and things where it's like we you know we we use our phones too much and and you know our social media yeah. like you were saying. To me, that wasn't this. That this was like almost. It's almost like going to a shitty party. It's almost like a song about going to a shitty party. But now, especially probably, this might have been written like during deeper pandemic times, where it was like, "This is my life and it sucks," but it's just like the thing that there is. So, because there's not really a a take. You know, it's more like just describing no. what you're doing, which yeah, is is similar to the party where it's like, I don't want to be here, but I'm here and this is just what I'm doing. You know, I, I totally agree that there there is not really like a take. It's not like coming down on, you know, one side or the other on it. It's, the way that I put it is that we now live in a world where everyone is super online and those super online people, not everyone, but a lot of people, a lot of younger people too, I, I myself included, are now making art. And I think that the art that I create uh, which is, you know, the comedy that I create is probably worse because of how like online mm. I am. It's a double edged sword because like the fact that it is online means it's more accessible to people. Yeah. But it's just like, you know, that like being online has done something to your brain and the way that you interact socially. And it's just like, I don't I don't like to scratch that surface because I don't necessarily l- like what might be discovered underneath what that has done. It might um, make you say, oh, no. Oh, no. Well, then I read this uh, quote, um, I believe, uh, for, for, from uh, Ryan, and she says, when we first wrote this, it was just to fill enough time to play a festival that we'd booked for when we didn't have a full half hour set. It used to be even more repetitive, and the lyrics used to be all the same the whole way through. When it came to recording it, we're like, we should probably write a few more lyrics, because <laughs> when you're playing live stuff, I think you can definitely get away with not having actual lyrics. And that felt like the filler. Like, this song to me felt like filler, and then she was like, oh, yeah, it was filler. And I was like, yeah, well, okay. Well, it sounds like what it is. Like, that's fine. 
Uh, but th- this was not my favorite. Um, we, we, we can move on to track 10, Johnny. This is a song called Piece of Shit. That's a little bit of piece of shit. This, this song I loved. I thought this was fantastic. I love the little computer sounds. I love mm-hmm. the way she says cry and die. Like she kind of like goes up in the middle yep. of the one syllable word. Um, man, another another fucking banger. And, you know, it's it's about the shitty ex-boyfriend thing again. Like I, I love that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I love the line, uh, well, if you were better to me, then maybe I'd consider fucking you goodbye. So good. I like you say I'm mysterious because I won't let you in. Like, I love that. It's like, wow, you're so mysterious. It's like, no, I'm just not interested in fucking talking to you. Like, that's not mystery. It's just me not, not you know, wanting to be around you. And then every verse, all right, want me to cry, all right, like I might die, right, you're good, I, whatever helps you sleep at night. Just like, yeah, whatever, just shut up and leave me alone. Like, whatever, I don't care. So good. This is this is a song called Piece of Shit and it's about like go away. Like I love that. It's so I mean it's it's like exactly what it is. Like it's mm-hmm. so uh I think she uh she even says that like she didn't want to use a lot of like similes or metaphors in this song um or in this in this album. She wanted to be like straight to the point and she does say like a piece of shit which is a simile but uh, the rest of the song is still pretty straightforward. It's just like <laughs> you know, it's you are a piece of shit. Yeah. Uh, okay, Johnny, speaking of uh, pandemic songs, uh, this is uh, the next one is one that they wrote like uh, mm-hmm. deep in pandemic times. Uh, this is a song called Supermarket. I want to take you to the supermarket. This is like ripped from like 90s indie. Yeah. Rap. Yeah. And there's special offers at the supermarket. Well, the last time I was picking up, The, yeah. Absolutely, such a solid chorus. Yeah, and it's 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 like a. I, I love these songs that feel like they're from like another era. Yeah. But with still just enough of like a modern touch of production stuff mixed in, yeah. And there's just a song about kind of like getting too high and getting kicked out of the supermarket, and yeah, it's just it's just like a it's a fun song. What a fun yeah. song. And I'm sure you read the quote where she was like, I wrote it right after like the strictest part of lockdown where the only thing you could do is go to the supermarket. Yeah. She said that it was like queuing for the supermarket felt like queuing for a club (laughs) just because it was like the one social thing that like you could do like after their, you know, actual lockdown, lockdown, not what everyone says was like lockdown, like the actual like whatever three weeks of lockdown that people did. Mm -hmm. Yeah, man, this is. This is a fun song. It's it's yeah, like, I like yeah. this one a lot. 
And it's just it, funny. And it's, yeah. It get, it gets me a couple ways because there are like songs that are like funny, like Shay's Long is, is like funny, but I wasn't as into it. But the first time I heard Supermarket, I was like, something about it makes it just like, I, I think it's because it's like funny, but it's not trying to be like clever in, in a yeah. way, like too clever. Yeah. I don't know if, if there's like a distinction in there, but either way, I really, really enjoyed Supermarket. Yeah. Same. Uh, let's let's round this out, Johnny. Let's hit track twelve. This is the last track on this album. This is too late now. Just in general, the lyric mix on this album is pretty low. Like it's yeah. e- even they're British, it, and sometimes it's like falsetto or whatever. But it's it is kind of hard to understand what they are saying at any given time. This was the first track that I was like, oh, I think it's just the mix of the album. Like I, yeah, I truly yeah, think yeah. that it's like meant to be a little bit obscured, and that's and honestly, it was a really fun listening experience when I was listening not like super critically before I was like exploring the lyrics, but I also, there are some fun lyrics on this album that you kind of miss because the lyrics are like mixed down a little lower. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. And, and I hadn't listened, I had listened to this album quite a bit before, but again, Mm -hmm. not critically, not looking at the lyrics. So it was, it was fun to dive a little deeper. Yeah. It's fun to discover. I I loved this song. I thought this was a great last song. I love a song about a person that doesn't have their shit figured out. Like it's, you know, it's kind of aimless and like wandering and, and, and that's the point. The point is that they don't have their shit figured out. That's fun to me. Uh, and it's a nice, like kind of, um, slower, more contemplative song, which is a nice, like last track. Uh, I love the line. I'm going to drive my car into the sea because who hasn't (laughs) thought, who hasn't looked over at big, beautiful Lake Michigan and said, maybe this is the time. Right. Right into it. Right into the drink. It, but it also sounds really pretty and kind of uplifting yeah. too, which I love the contrast. That's again, that's a fun dichotomy between like the the sound of the music versus the content of the lyrics. It's it's a it's a very it's a very fun thing, fun to experience. Yeah, I, I'll say this, Johnny. I thought this album was fantastic. I there were some songs on it that I didn't really care for, but the more I listened to them, they weren't like. They weren't important to me. They weren't, they like, you know, the Shay's Lounge, um, Oh No, they were songs that I was like, ah, yeah, not really for me. Yeah. But love, Loving You, Your Mom, Piece of Shit, like, they're, they're your mom. There are some songs, like, in the middle of this track that I'm like, wow, these are fucking excellent, excellent tracks. Like, there, there are some really, really, really good songs on this album. So, for my part, I would absolutely recommend that people listen to this. Uh, if if any part of what you listen to here today sounded like good to you, I mean, p- pick up what leg and, and and give it a try. But uh, there were enough songs on it that I didn't really like care for, or weren't really like my speed that I don't think it could 
possibly go on my you know top 100 albums of all time. But you know the that's a that's a very high benchmark to clear like top 100 albums. The benchmark this did clear is I'll definitely be listening to the next Wet Leg album and be following um, the, this band throughout their career because it's they're very good and I can't wait to hear what they do next. We'll be following their career with great interest. I I am very <laughs> excited to hear their second album. I also I, I, I'll say it right now I don't it's not going to make my top one hundred for no for no reason other than like it just came out and it didn't like you said it's a high bar. Yeah, only the yeah, sure. only the Ashley Simpsons of the world can hope the to clear that bar. Crop. Sure. Um, that being said, I, I, there's I, just based on this alone, there's a non-zero chance that their second album could make it. Sure. Um, Absolutely. Know, also, if we're talking like top albums from 2022, absolutely on my list, like no doubt about it. Yeah. yeah. I. I loved I loved this album and I it's an album that I listen to a lot and I will continue to listen to. So I guess in 20 in 20 years when we do our uh, best songs of 2022 then this will probably show up 19 years Your this mom. will probably show up on that list. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> Johnny said uh because he just thought about living another 20 years. Unbearable. <sighs> the lake is calling. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, this is this is just a fantastic like the band, the vibes, like it's all it all works for me. I, I would love say, to Johnny, see them. Yeah, that would be cool. I, I mean, I hope they tour. I hope they tour in, in the in the states. I ju- I looked while we were recording. They're not. They're touring like Europe and and Japan and stuff. That makes sense. But they hit fourteen on the Billboard in the states, so maybe eventually they'll they'll, yeah. they'll come on over. I did see the Wikipedia when I was reading that they were t- they were talking about like in twenty twenty. Two, they were giving an interview and they were like the band announced that they were already done with their second album but it wouldn't come out for a long time and then uh in like f- a few months later they were giving another interview and they were like yeah that was a joke like we're obviously not done with our second album and i was like it's so funny to like without context of like this is what they said it's like yeah but what was the tone were they like right. oh yeah second album definitely done and it's coming out it'll be quite quite a while but it's done it's done we're not releasing it till 2027 uh well hey uh if if uh if you enjoyed this we'd love to hear about it um let us know in the discord if you're if you want to get access to the discord you can always just send us a message on um, social media or whatever we're everywhere bill buds pod or at bill buds pod uh at gmail.com if you want to send us an email um or if you want to get in the discord the old-fashioned way to go to patreon.com slash bill buds pod give us a dollar you'll get in there you get episodes in our off weeks um when we do our when we do the real shit behind the Mm. paywall Johnny, anything else for the people out there in Bill Bud's land? Uh, psh, nah. Piss, piss your pants and uh, drive your car into uh, the sea. Piss your pants, drive your car into the sea, and don't forget, get your fucking hat. <laughs> Them good girls and them bill bus.